Welcome ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Take This. We have a jam-packed show for you today. We got lots of college basketball stuff to discuss, NFL news, free agency, then some baseball. Griff, are you excited? I'm, you know, Brett, I'm pretty pumped. One of the big reasons why I'm so excited that baseball is coming back is I enjoy playing MLB the show so much more when there's a baseball season that kind of coincide with it, if that makes sense. Like, and like, sure. I love just watching baseball, don't get me wrong, but it does make playing the video game also more fun. So, like, I would have played it anyway, but a little added benefit. So, yeah, I'm, um, no, I'm but sure. I'm, I'm very excited. I, they, they you know, they did it the for that reason, right? They did it just yeah. for you so you could play the video game. Yeah. That's all. That's all they were so thinking I could about. have a little bit more enjoyment playing the video game. Right. Well, they were like, we disagree, but but for Griff, we have to do it. So I, I will say this, if we're just going to jump right into it. I'm very happy baseball's back. I don't think the players... I don't want to say they didn't get enough. They didn't get the right things. So... I have been pro players through this whole thing. I'm not going to bore everyone with the details, but the CBA, it sounds like most of the things that were changed, there's a few rule changes. We're getting uh, only NL, or sorry, the NL now has DH. It's DH throughout the whole. There was a small restriction on the shift, which, you know what the rule was on the shift, Brad, how they're restricting the shift? Your feet have to be in the infield dirt when the pitch is when the pitch leaves the pitcher's hand. So that means as soon as the pitch leaves the pitcher's hand, you can just take 10 steps back in preparation for the ball. So really it does nothing. It's a pseudo, it's a half measure. And that's um, well, and, with, well, and regardless of how you feel about it, I'm like, don't be half wet, pick one or the other. Either yeah. But the shift or let it be its full thing. At the same time though, like, you could yeah in theory you could do that the only issue i would see is like if you say you know you're playing like the whole point of like the wind up well not the point but like it you know that's the time that the infielders take to get set right like you gotta be like ready for you one misstep in a reaction it's you know this is the right. majors but you know this, what i mean like the, the only place i would see this being used you know, when they have like, so like the third baseman is standing like right behind second. Yeah. And then like the shortstop is is playing like just outside of second. And then you have the first baseman basically still playing first base. And then second base would be in the shallow right field. And then the right fielder would be in deeper right field. Right. Have you seen that shift? So the one where the it's literally it's like all the way, like basically it's the extreme version of the shift. Yeah. Is that what you're talking and, about? And yeah, and where you have someone basically you have an infielder playing the outfield instead. Yes, right. You have a basically a fourth outfielder. There because you could just again you take the you do the back step. Because that dude that's out there, all he's trying to do is get anything that squeaks through all the guys that are there or being able to catch the shallow line drive so you don't get right. hit. Well, now, and like because I don't in, we'll have to see. I don't know if it's if it's going to be work, if it's going to prevent, if it's going to make things weird, I got to see how teams choose to adapt to it. Um, it just, you know, we're going to have to see, um, but I'm, you know, I'm fine with it. I think the biggest thing though, Brad, 
mm-hmm. in terms of changes. This was the big talking point. Oh, we we also went to we're we're at twelve playoff teams now, which whatever. Weird. Uh, I said, you know, I'm the old man that yells at the sun. I don't want more teams in the playoffs in all of the major sports. Um, I thought 14 would have been ridiculous. Baseball is the one that I dislike because it is the one sport where teams get lucky in the playoffs all the time. Like if you exclusively, if you exclusively isolate the playoffs in every major sport, it is the, the, the worst teams win the world series every well not every year but on regular occasion because and i'm not saying like the worst teams but like the last year's braves they were not a world series team they were not a world series team nobody had them winning the world series and they did it um and 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 these come in like forms of sweeps the um you and i watched the giants a team ridiculously worse than the Tigers were in 2012. Not like worse, but like had did not have yeah. a, a more talented team. And they beat the Tigers. Um, the uh, 2006 Cardinals come to mind. Um, the 2015 Royals come to mind. Um, you know, like it's... You know, it's it's just one of those things where, like, if you let, like, another team in, who's to say that, like, now it could get... it? Basically, we are looking at the March Madness version of baseball, right? Like, like you're going to see, like, I don't know, like, the Tigers. Well, some fucking how. It's kind of funny because baseball probably already has one of the, you know... People always say, like, oh, the regular season doesn't matter in, like, hockey and stuff. Because, like, typically, like, the teams you thought were going to make the playoffs do, right? Like, except maybe one or two. This even, I mean, baseball's got 162 games, and the gap between contender and not is substantial. This oh, is yeah, like, you I got, like this, no. This just devalues the, the, this just devalues it even further, the regular season. It's like, are we going to see, you know, 90, 80-win teams in the playoffs? No, right. and, and we are, and we, I mean, we are. Like, the Tigers, right now, their ceiling is 80, and they could make the playoffs, especially when you consider their that, ceiling's like... ceiling's not 80. That's, that's a little, I think strongly, that's Strongly, little... I strongly disagree. What do you think, it's higher or lower? I think their ceiling is, is definitely a little higher than 80. How many I disagree. 80 year? games is pretty average. They won, they won 77 last year with a worse roster, in theory, than they'll have this year. Yeah, but well, no, it's no, but I it, think it, I think their true maximum is a hundred, and that's like I'm saying, tr- like things go their way because they play in a bad division. That's like the big thing. They play in a really bad division. They get to face the 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 Guardians and the Royals and the tw- and the Twins, who just fire sailed off their team. Like the only team that really have to that is any good will be the White Sox, and even they aren't like anything crazy. So, no, I, but but you could me. no, but like the again like the like I don't want to like I don't think the Tigers have a playoff roster at all. I think no, that I, see that's and that's where I agree. Ten man, they have no shot. Twelve twelve team playoff though. Tigers got a chance. Like 
where did they finish last year? No, no. Let me let me take a look at good old Tankathon. They favorite. had a better record than the Mets did. I mean, the Mets had like twenty hundred injuries. So the Tigers would have been. Oh, they were still ten places out of. They would still be. T- uh, wait, actually, no. I got to make this. So they were eight places out of first, but they were only separated by by ten games. Which right. isn't like again. Are the Tigers 10 games better this year? It could be. Again, there's a lot of ifs with the Tigers specifically because you have, are the two rookies going to start? They should. But are they going to start? Does Casey Myers take a step forward? Can Miguel Cabrera not be a useless corpse and maybe get a few base hits? Uh, you know, do, does Akil Badu keep his production up? Things like that will obviously be a big factor. You know, how does Javi Baez play? I think he'll do fairly well. I've come around on his signing a little bit, but that's the side point. The big thing I want to talk about with, with the baseball uh, CBA was the push for the CBT. I felt like I, and this is where there's some speculation here and I wouldn't be surprised. So if you look at like the MLB, the top players who are representing the union, which was like Max Scherzer, Lindor, um, Oh, there's a couple of, but they all have like the same agent. I forget his name. Scott Boris. Um, Scott Boris. Thank you. And everyone. And, if, if someone has the same agent, it's usually Scott Boris. Yeah. And he's got, he's like five of the seven players that were representing the union as the executives of the union that were players. He represented five of the seven and they were really pushing for the CBT increase, which is important to increase the issue is you have nothing that forces teams to get anywhere close to that. So there's only going to be like the Dodgers, the Yankees, you know, and at Boston, a handful of other teams that are going to use that. And then the rest of the teams, there, there's nothing forcing Pittsburgh to get, they're not going to get close to that number. The Tigers no. aren't going to get close to that number. Like, no, especially Baltimore's since they haven't signed anyone else, anyone this week. Right. So it's like, so what, like I get like the CBT increase is important in tandem with also increase. I think you need to a you salary need a floor, floor salary, some, some a salary something. floor implementation. And I also think they needed to do a lot more with when it came to arbitration and service time. Cause I think they made, they put a rule in where it, if you call a player up who is finishes in like the top five of, rookie of the year voting or top five MVP voting, you get a compensatory pick, but I don't think any, like the owners, I'm like, they're like, no, I'm going to get an extra year before free agency over a comp pick. Like, I also don't think, I don't think that there was enough- like draft picks are as valuable in, in, in the MLB as they are. And they can be, exactly. I guess, you they're know, gonna take, they're going to take the extra year of free agents. I like, if I tell you right now, Hey, you want an extra year of Torkelson where you don't have to give him big money. Or before he gets to be a free agent and leave, or you get like a first round, mid first round pick. Like, what are you taking? You're taking Torkelson every time, right? That extra year. But I, I don't think there was enough done there. I, I just, I wish there could have been more done. It's a good start. We'll see what happens at the next next time there's a CBA. I'm really hoping those are the issues the union decides to go after. I just really wish, like, they got rid of arbitration. 
That was the one yeah. thing that the I system just needs to go. Like the whole like most of the system needs to be overhauled. Like we're talking about like people who are players who don't re reach free agency until they're twenty eight, twenty nine. Like that I feel like is a fundamental flaw. And you know, you don't see that. Um yeah. at all changed. Well, so now that baseball's back, um hey, pretty fucking exciting. And uh you know, as Tigers fans, if the Tigers bring up Torque and Green and they both starting opening day. I have a li- my faith in Al- in in Avila and Illich are slightly improved. Cuz that shows me hey you're not trying to manipulate service time and money's not all you care about cuz these guys are ready to go. And you know they're ready to go. Like well everyone right everyone right. wants them. Like even Craig Monroe had in his he had Green and Torkelson in in his uh, in the starting lineup. In his starting lineup and they on should day be. one, like to me, it, Green has been cooking for a couple of years now. He's got to be ready, and if he's right. not, then there's actual bigger concerns than that. And Torkelson certainly seems like he is. He was tearing it up last year. So to me, it feels like anything where they don't bring them up feels like it feels like to being cheap, and with. You know, I get they spent some money on Baez, but they haven't. And they got Erod, and that's nice. But those guys are both have two year opt outs. You know, they're not really firm. They they feel again more like window dressing, and they're nice pickups. I'm excited to see both of them play. But like the Tigers don't have a fucking fifth starting pitcher. Who got Tyler Alexander? They need to no. sign someone. They need bullpen, <laughs> and they can go out. I'm like, did no one tell them that the lockout ended and they can sign free agents now? Like, yeah, they haven't done sign a fucking pitcher. No, like, they I, haven't I done was, anything. I was team Correa. And honestly, I would still be fine if they got Correa and figure out, you know, they... figure out how you want to do the middle infield. But yeah, just sign I don't a know how you would do that. But I'm not even asking. Like, it'd be great if they did it, but I'm, I've I've moved on from it. Just sign some fucking pitchers. Sign mm-hmm. anyone for love of God. Do something. You know the I'm interesting. My mind. Yeah, and and it's and it's hard. Like, it's it, and I don't know that like uh, like AJ Hinch has much. Um, I guess uh, like I don't know if it's indicative of him not having faith that like management will sign another free agent um specifically when after this year too bias can no uh hinch oh hinch, hinch can, can. Yeah, hinch yeah yeah i'm sorry go i forgot by after, yeah after this year well the the interesting thing though is so you got here's here's the catcher situation and i'm just using this as an example but you got tucker barnhart all right you got eric haas all right, and you got Jake Rogers. AJ Hinch said that uh, in like some interview, right? He says that he's open to doing three catchers and just platooning them all. And like I've never seen, a, and I don't hate it, you know. And I I, I really don't hate it, you know. But it's because they're all like they're all. I mean, I don't know much about Tucker Barnhart, but like Haas was okay. an okay catcher and. Rogers is okay, and Barnhart certainly seems like he's just kind of an—he's an okay guy, he's serviceable, right? You know, he—he won't—he's not Gary Sanchez, right? He's not going to be that behind the plate. Isn't Gary Sanchez like awful? 
Yeah, he's a he's a twin now. <laughs> the, the 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 Yankees just traded him. Well, so, like, yeah, because like um, well, yeah, and I just I'm, and I just you don't have none of them are gonna be that bad behind. But they're the not plate. gonna like, be they're not gonna be that bad. Okay, I was I thought you were gonna say like they're not if, gonna be JT uh, <laughs> Ramulo. Is that how you say it? The Phillies catcher. Um, God, I don't. Uh, Real Muto. Real Muto. I was like, thanks. who are you trying to say? Yeah, I'm bad with names. Yeah, no, JT Real Muto or yeah. But like. But it's it's just kind of one of those things, and I'm not. I guess at the catcher position, I don't know because I don't think that the Tigers, because um, Tucker Barnhart was a signing after the after the 2021 season, so it, right. So he came. He comes from the Reds. Um, his batting average last year was 247. His slugging was 368, 685 OPS. Like he's very very like average. But he started almost. Uh, I want to say around like uh, three three quarters of the games. Um, or two thirds at least uh, between that um, for Cincinnati, um, and you know it's again it's just one of those things that I'm like very um, like not I guess I don't have as much faith either that um, the Tigers will sign anyone just because again like we are like this far in like it's like half into like spring trainings on what Thursday Friday. Something like that, and we're all we've gone all this time with nothing happening, nothing like birds chirping from uh, from the Tigers organization here. When you got like teams out here making trades, and not that you know, I don't know that a trade would be in the Tigers' best interest, just because it's, you know, I don't know who they have to sell. Uh, you know what I mean? Like all their prospects, they they need. Um, but, uh, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things. They could get rid of an outfielder and use him to replace Torkelson or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, but it's like, I don't know. I, I like the, the pitching, like you mentioned is kind of the, what like gets me, I think, um, you know, specifically because like you mentioned, they don't have a, uh, like fifth rotation arm. Like they got Mize, uh, Rodriguez and Scooble at the top. And then they got Manning and Alexander. And Manning's shown some, like, skill, um, you know, before. Like, you know, he's, uh, I don't know. Like, he he's shown that he can, like, limit damage to an extent. I don't think that he's there yet. I don't know that developing, wh- whether he develops in AAA or the MLB, I don't know what that is. But he is what you would call a quadruple-A star- like, pitcher. That's what, like, I don't know. You you can't develop him so much at AAA, so I think it's fine that he's here. But the bullpen scares me the most because, like, what? You got Michael Fulmer. You got Jose Cisnero. You got Funkhauser, Jimenez. Like, none of these guys are guys that I can rely on on a regular day-to-day basis. Like, Soto, maybe, okay? Like, he's been, he's shown to be, like, fine, Okay. Um, but the, the issue too with relievers is that a lot of teams will often sign them on one to two year contracts in short situations since relievers aren't used like, you know, they're, they don't have the longevity that a lot of other pitchers have. And it's just the fact that the Tigers haven't done anything to fix the bullpen mildly concerning, but I don't know that they think like, I, like, I don't, I think that they know that there are so many areas elsewhere on this team that are problematic 
so that they think of the bullpen as an afterthought, if that makes sense. Like, there's so much else to fix that the bullpen is, again, like, pushed to the back, not a priority. And I think that, again, like, if that's the case, then why aren't we signing other players? Because if they did, if they did, if they took care of at least, like, maybe one or two more positions, fine, whatever. You know, but, like, I don't know, you want to tell me that Heimer Candelario is going to win your team 90 games? You can't tell me yeah. that. No. Jamer Candelario. Sorry. I uh, mispronounce his name every single time. Um, Jamer. Jamer. <laughs> but Robbie Grossman, an outfielder that I could, you could put him, I think he can play infield too. But like, he's kind of, he's a gadget guy. You can just kind of throw him wherever. Right. So, like, that's my thing is like, if you put, numbers. like, get Candelario out of there and put Grossman there or something, I don't know. Um, you got scope at second. I don't know. I mean, there's not Mondo much to Lardis say there. I got the better bet though. That's the only thing. But it's like, I don't know. It's one of those things where I'm like, if you're like, just get some real guys. Cause like right now, the only real outfielder that they have is Badu. And so yeah. like you, and, and well, you... green, green would be, if, if green, like I said, I think if, if anyone's starting at the beginning of the season, if I only can pick one, but that's, I, but that's my betting, point though. Green. But that's my point, though, is that, like, outside, like, on this MLB team right now, because right now, Torkelson and Green aren't on the MLB roster. So, on this MLB team, the only real outfielder you have is Badu. Yeah, but again, I think Green will be on the team. But again, oh. yeah, you're right. That's still least center field. And, right well, they, they, I think they put Green, I think the way it would work is they put Green in center and move Badu from center to left. And then um, I thought Badu was a left fielder already, but either way, yeah. you could. Well, he well he's I think he's, he's probably, normally he center. Probably bounced around to different spots in the outfield because um, then they they still need a right fielder. And I was very open to signing. Um, who oh God? What was Schwarber? his name? Schwarber. Yeah, dude would be a beast on this team. You, like you want to like, convince he's me? He's a DH. No, he is not. He's a right fielder. You want to convince? Uh, he, he, yes, technically. But have you? That man is like two hundred and seventy pounds. Fine. Sign you Michael Conforto. Sign Michael Conforto, okay. and tell I'm, me that I bet that. you you I'm could get a that. better deal for Conforto than you could get for Schwarber because Conforto no, had a bad thing. season I, last year. And do yeah. I think that he's not? He's gonna have. He is not gonna have a bad career. You know, you know what I mean? Like the Mets, even after he batted like 200 for the whole season, he, I think he even still got a tender. He was tendered a qualifying offer. Conforto rejected it. And now he's a free agent. So you could go out and sign Conforto for probably less money. And you would, you would still get a quality bat in right field and one of the best right fielders in the, in the league right now. Yeah. And by the way, I do take that back. Yeah. Schwarber. Yeah, he. I know he is left fielder. He's also played catcher, which is very Schwarber. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. I um. I in my franchise mode on MLB The Show twenty one. I had Schwarber in right field on the Tigers, and then I moved him to catcher when one of my catchers got injured because I didn't have anyone else. Anyway, so I, but listen, if they, I'd be fine with it. But that like, is, if you want to start convincing me that the Tigers have a playoff roster, that would be exactly how to do it. Or just care. Well, anywho, um, yeah. So baseball's back. 
spring training starts this Friday, this Thursday, or is it Friday, next I think. Thursday? It, it's like this weekend, oh, yeah. and um, it's gonna be very exciting. April opening day is April seventh. It's opening. It's April eighth for the Tigers, um, which is a Friday, if I remember correctly. Friday, April eighth. Yeah, gonna be super exciting. Maybe, anyway. maybe here's maybe maybe you know what the Tigers should do? Throwing this out there, they should ditch Cabrera. Like just put him on the bench. Just put him on the bench. Cut him. Take the loss. Okay. Pay Freddie Freeman instead. There you go. I mean, I wish, but they're not going to do that. They're going to let him get his entire tour. They're going to they're going to let him get to three thousand hits. I could, and then he'll be done next year. I could dream. Anyway, uh, so yeah, uh, moving on to football news. Yeah, pretty quiet two weeks, right, Brad? Nothing major happened. No, I got a friend happened. that's a Steelers fan, and I feel they? so bad. They got the NVP. The MVP, yeah, I'm sure. I no, also the have N, N, Brad, N, like the letter. The what letter does NVP after. stand for? So. Back in the, uh, it was when Trubisky was still in the Bears, like two years ago, three years. Yeah, it would have been two years ago. He was left. And they were playing. That's when Nick aired a playoff game, right? And they did, um, they had this thing called the NVP, which was like the Nickelodeon value. Oh, player. my God. Don't even get me and started Twitter, about Twitter. Twitter hijacked the voting. And even though the Bears lost that game to the Saints, Trubisky won the MVP, and so it's been a joke that he is your reigning MVP. Um, so that so is... yeah, let, let's start with let's start with the bit because I do actually have a take about Trubisky, but we'll start with uh, Tom Brady unretired, and it's fairly interesting to see why actually he so, has more unretirements like, oh, than I have Super Bowl rings. Yeah, he does. So he's coming back to play another year, but there has been a report from, I think it was Pro Football Focus. None of this is confirmed, but this is the speculation that Brady was going to go and run the Miami Dolphins. That he was in working with Steven, with uh, Steven Ross, owner of the Dolphins, and he was going to run it. He was going to run the ship. He was going to... I don't think he was going to be the coach, but he basically was going to be president and GM. Okay, interesting. And, That's like some Elon and he was Musk gonna, type And he shit was right going to bring in, and, and, and again, these are all rumors, but again, he was going to bring in uh, Sean Payton to be the coach. And the reason okay. that this didn't happen and is because of the Brian Flores lawsuit against Stephen Ross, and Brady pulled out because he's like, I don't want to get involved with that. I don't want to get in trouble with everything that's happening. No, too hot. Maybe another time. And he thought, well, fuck it. might as well play another year of football. And that's why he, you know who owned, because he was over across the pond at the Manchester City United game. And guess who owns Manchester City? The Blazer family. Or the Glazer family. And the Glazer family, they own Manchester United. They also own the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And he was probably sitting with them during the game. And my guess is they were talking about, like, hey, I want to come back for another year. Here's my terms. 
And now Tom Brady's back as a Buccaneer. Wow. Now, again, that's all unconfirmed. Like it, it, it's speculation. There are a few reports, but again, nothing is like substantiated or proven. But I thought that was very interesting. Anywho, yeah, I, I, so my yeah, God, Brady's back on unfinished business. Unfinished. Yeah. What? What hasn't he done? He really. He just needs the Giants to make the Super Bowl so he can finally. Beat <laughs> he them can the Super beat Bowl. them one more time. No, or, he hasn't beaten them in the Super Bowl. Or, well, yeah. So have the Eagles ever? Didn't he? Did he beat the Eagles? He beat the Eagles the first time. He beat oh, them. Okay, and then lost to win the Eagles. Second Super Bowl. Okay, so that, then he the lost Seahawks. the Eagles. The only you other know, every time to... the last the last yeah. what five times that Tom Brady has lost a playoff game, he's um the following season he's gone on to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. He's going to come back and murder Matthew Stafford. <laughs> I hope he does, because I want the Rams to suck this year, and I want that draft pick. Yeah. The Lions. Anyway, so yeah, uh, other news in the QB carousel. Rodgers staying in Green Bay uh, for a relatively, like, he's getting, like, it's like a technically an extension on his current contract now that the details are out. It's really complicated because it's like a four-year extension that include two years he's currently already played, and it keeps the cap hit very low this year, and the cap hit will be bigger the next two years. But yeah, the, this is the joke about you know the the salary cap doesn't exist in the NFL because teams just know every possible way to manipulate it. Um, teams just know every possible way to manipulate it to get it to. Uh, to get it down like the saints are always like over the cap and then they keep fixing it so yeah rogers back <laughs> yeah i do not understand how that happens it's a lot of very very clever money working um so yeah rogers can welcome back to uh green bay congrats on winning the nfc north oh look they already won it look brad brad look that they, they won the oh. Packers have already won the NFC North. Who's going to beat them? The Lions? That's probably yeah. the second best team. You know who I think I mean, it's going to be? It's going to be Kirk Cousins. Yeah, he got brought back on a one-year 40. It was like a one-year $35 million deal. Yeah, Kirk oh, Cousins is going to be the, the martyr for his cause. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and then, so this was the other big trade. This was the Russ, Danger Russ traded to denver for an absolute haul two firsts two seconds like a fifth and a seventh or fifth and a sixth and they're also sending um drew lock and noah fant to and oh and uh, shelby harris defensive tackle all of that to seattle and the uh the broncos get russ and like a fifth round pick whatever they get Russell Wilson. So, yeah, it's uh, win now time for <laughs> for the Broncos. I mean, you got a good team around you. Good O-line, really good defense, good receivers. Now you got your quarterback. Now it's time to put up or shut up. So be curious to see. The issue is, have you? do you realize like that division's insane? You have the Kansas City Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes. You have the Broncos now with Russell Wilson. You have the Chargers with, uh, wow, uh, Justin Herbert. And then you have the Raiders with Derek Carr. 
Derek Carr is the worst quarterback in that division, which isn't like an insult to him. It's just like, look who's in that division. Yeah. I, I was thinking earlier, I'm like, could I put Derek Carr in another division and he'd be the best quarterback in that division? And I realized, yeah, I could. If he was on, if he was in the AFC South, which is the Colts, who don't have a quarterback because they just traded Wentz, the Texans, who have what? Davis Mills. You have the, uh, the Jaguars, which, like, yeah, you have Trevor Lawrence, but he's not proven yet, so Carr is still better than him at this moment. And you have the Titans, which have Ryan Tannehill. And if you're get, putting the gun to my head, I'm taking Derek Carr over Ryan Tannehill every time. So, like, he's the worst quarterback in his division, but if he just went to a different division, he would be the best quarterback. That is how stacked – well, that's how bad the AFC South is, but that's also how stacked the AFC West is. Like, they're – there's three of those teams are going to make the playoffs next year. You could potentially have all four. Like the you can it can happen, but yeah, that division's like going to be crazy competitive. And like the Chargers made a bunch of signings too. They just got Khalil Mack. Like all those teams are playoff bound. It, it's going to be insane. Those those division matchups are going to be fun to watch. But yeah, Russell Wilson to Denver kind of crazy so yeah i was actually kind of I, I mean i bet steelers fans are pretty upset like what like they go into free agency expecting like i mean they could ex- right like you add a good qb to that to that team you gotta you got a super bowl the Steelers right are in the same group because they have a, a pretty good defense and their offense is good they just needed offensive linemen um but you have the draft for that yeah they they just need a qb but i'll say this man I didn't know you were a Mitch Trubisky hater. I don't hate <laughs> Mitch Trubisky. Someone I, said, and I think this I think this is a good comparison. Mitch Trubisky is going to go to the Steelers and be the next Ryan Tannehill. A quarterback that was considered a bust and given up on by the team that drafted him, went to a new team, and and his career had a renaissance, had a rebirth. Let's let's because, do that, too. And, and this seems to happen a lot of the time, right, in the NFL, where you get, like, quarterbacks who, like, their team gives up on because that's Mitch Trubisky. I I guess I don't I don't want to say that I necessarily hate. He just hasn't done anything to cause me that right. Like the Bears as an organization don't seem as bad as they probably are. Right. Like in my I mean if you ask me like the Packers could just be holding them down. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. But uh. Like, I don't think that the Bears are any better than the Lions, you know? But, like, you take me to Sam Darnold, that situation and what he went through with the Jets, like, that was infinitely worse. So if he went to another team and his career took off, I would not be surprised, you know, because the Jets are just garbage and they cannot save their ass to to put out a house Mm -hmm. fire, you know? Like, that is not the analogy that I thought I would use, but it came out of my mouth somehow. And it, it, but it's just one of those things where, like, I don't think that, like, I, I would not be surprised if Mitch Trubisky has a career renaissance either, just because, again, you put a QB, a decent QB on that team, and you got a Super Bowl team. But whether Mitch Trubisky is a decent QB or not, I guess we'll find out. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I think he, that, I think Mike Tomlin's a good coach. Like we've seen him do well with fucking 
Mason Rudolph. <coughs> and I would think Mitch Trubisky is a better quarterback than Mason Rudolph, okay? I think the biggest thing in Chicago, they just didn't quarterback. They didn't coach him to his skills as a quarterback. He has good mobility, and he can air it out, and they just never let him do that. So I, I, I am... I'm somewhat optimistic that Trubisky can do something this year. I don't know what that something will be, but I think he's going to, I think don't think he's going to be a crash and burn. Like everyone thinks he, he was a first round quarterback for a reason. So we will, we'll see. We'll see. Um, and finally, um, Deshaun Watson. So he was not indicted. Uh, by a grand jury, so he will not face criminal charges. He still has 22 civil suits to deal with, but he's <laughs> yeah. not going to miss. He's not going to miss playing time over his uh, over the over the allegations. And why would he? The you know, only it, the only person, the only player to get exiled by the NFL did nothing wrong. Ray Rice, Colin Kaepernick. Oh, well, Ray Rice got kicked out of the league, too. Now, granted, the NFL kind of covered that up, so I'll give you that. Yeah, but, like, yeah, but didn't they not try to? Because the Ray Rice thing, I feel like, isn't a league of its own. You know, you got, what, didn't, I don't know, you got you got people out well, here. Well, the that... Ray Rice thing is funny because he did that, and then it's like Tyreek Hill and Tyran Matthew and Kareem Hunt are all still in the league for doing equally as bad a thing. And nobody gives a shit. You got a guy in the right. NFL who killed a guy. You know, you Ray know Lewis, what I, yeah. you know what I mean. Like nobody gives a shit. What, what you expect? You expect me to draw the line here? No, I don't know. I, I just don't. No. Ex, you know, any you, you could, you could do anything in the NFL, and they'll let you in. Yeah, um, and you know, because there wasn't criminal charges, because it's very hard to prove sexual assault unless there's like videotape evidence or confession or even dna evidence but even a dna evidence can be denied because you can just say oh she she consented and then he she says oh i didn't and then it's still back to he said she said anyway back to football he's gonna play this year and he's likely gonna be traded it seems that he will either go to the Panthers, the Saints, or the Browns. And the latest report is that all three of those teams have sent trade packages to the Houston Texans. To the Browns. And they've all been a they've all been approved by the Houston Texans, which means Deshaun Watson basically just picks who he goes to, and that's the team that will he'll be shipped off to. What do the Browns, the Browns have Browns. to gain? Don't they have Baker Mayfield? Yeah, no, they don't fucking like him. So they want to get rid of him? Yeah, Cleveland does not like... Like, the city is tired of Baker, and the Browns themselves have felt like he has not lived up to his number one overall pick potential. And it's kind of true. I don't think yeah. Baker... He was hurt the whole end of the last year. That's why he looked like shit. I think right. Baker's better than people think. But yeah, they're they're going to go for the surefire guy. Because he, he was the trade... team that got... Uh... Cleveland their first playoff win since 1996 or yeah. something like that. I I imagine that I imagine if the if there is a trade between the Browns and the Texans that Baker goes to the Browns or goes to the Texans, right? That would make sense. Which would, that would be great. That's probably best case scenario honestly for the Browns cuz like 
the Saints can only give you picks and maybe a couple players, and the 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 Panthers, I guess, could also give you some players, and and they would just be able to give you picks though. So we we'll we'll see what's up with him. But yeah, crazy QB carousel going on. It's going to be a very different looking league next year um, with all these quarterback moves. Especially um, since you got Tom Brady, you know, again. Yeah. Well, again, well, that's kind of what makes this trade interesting. If he goes to, if Watson goes to the Panthers or the Saints, those are both in the Buccaneers division. That's the NFC South. It's, it's Saints, Panthers, Falcons, Buccaneers. Huh. So it's going to be an interesting division. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be very interesting to see teams. Tom Brady do everything that because didn't he win the super bowl with the bucks while also getting a wild card spot um no i don't think so i thought he did that was that 2020 was, that would have been with the that yeah that would have been 2020 i believe yeah it was they Let's see. They played in the wild card. So they got a wild card were, spot. They were a wild card spot. Well, because that's very rare they, for a team to win the, the Super Bowl. No, well, remember, only two seeds get a, only two teams get a buy now. I'm aware. So you can, you, you play in the wild card, but they were a wild card team that year. Um, they were a wild card team because they were at the, they were at the Washington commanders football team whatever you want to call them right which was stupid because they did not you know the, that whole division didn't deserve an, an any home game for the playoffs yeah yeah they were they were they were in washington so yeah they they were a wild card team so yeah they they did do that but like i think watson is probably the better quarterback just it's just because of age, like ability, like Brady's still good, but he is more of a game manager now than he is the, you know, MVP. I mean, he's he always be. been a game manager, right? Like his arm has not been. But he's always made impressive throws like, yeah, and he's always been very smart. He's like, which is what a game manager is, but he's like calling him a game manager feels like an insult because Tom Brady doesn't <laughs> feel like he's in that category. But I mean, anyway. but that's the thing. Like, he might be the best game manager of all time. <laughs> you know, because he is. because that, he well, is. that was that was always his shtick, right? He was he was not go. He's not like Stafford like that. He's not gonna air the ball out forever. No. Yeah, he's no, not, it, he's not it, the gunslinger. That's why nobody thought that he could do what he could do in you know in the NFL, just because yeah. you know he's always been that guy to uh i don't know do whatever except when he had randy moss that was uh that was fun remember that that was that was that was fun (sighs) griff uh do you can we move on to the ncaa uh let's talk tourney i would love to talk about the tournament so i just found out i just found out that so i have fubo tv to watch cable Mm -hmm. right i love it everything about it but my package does not have true TV, which I kind of hate, which sucks, right? So the four, here's, here's the thing, okay? 
the four packages on the NCAA tourney that uh, well every year, and this is how it's been uh, for for as long as I can remember, like ever since like I was in middle school, and this was like 2010. Um, I remember, um, or I'm sorry, it was True TV. All right, you got True TV, you got TNT, and you got VH1. All right, those yeah. were those were three of them, and then you got CBS. Uh, those first three were, are owned by Turner Broadcasting, and then CBS has the other 25% of the rights. Um, yeah. So I don't have uh, True TV, which sucks. And like I, and I'm not about to like just upgrade my package because I think in order, because right now I pay 70 a month to get 130 some channels, or I think it's 110. Um, but I get. Uh, TNT and I get VH1. So it's very surprising that True TV is in that added category because I just don't mm-hmm. understand why. Like, yeah. It just doesn't make any sense for it to be. Like True TV is not like like if uh, like NFL Network is, right? Like NFL if I want NFL Network, I have to upgrade a new package. Okay, and that's like 80 bucks. That's like 20 bucks. Extra. Well, I was going to say, if you have standard cable, True TV would be included, but because you're using Fubo, which is like a, it's, that's like a non standard, it's not like a straight cable package. It's like a streaming package for cable channels. Right. That's well, why, and it's, and it's great it, for the most part. Specific. Like, I get all the normal stuff, like Comedy Central, you know, et cetera. Um, like, you know, nor just normal, like, cable television. I get BET, I get, like, all this stuff. Um, if I want like NFL network or, um, actually I think I get, no, maybe not. If I want MLB network, NFL network, or like those, um, I think it's, uh, uh, like, uh, just those, like those, you know, sports focused stuff, those sports, fo- like, uh, ESPNU is an, is another one, um, that those channels are only on the upgraded package. It's like 165 channels and I have to pay like an extra, I think it's like 20 bucks a month or something like that. It might be, it might be not, it might be just 10. I can't remember. I can't do math. I'm bad at it. Um, so Brad, instead of boring so people talking about your cable package, let's it talk sucks about though. I, so I'm trying to watch the first four game that, that was on today. And Brad, this great thing called illegally streaming, just do it. <laughs> Couldn't figure it out. I will find a link and send it to you. Okay. I can't wait. So, Brad, Brad. Yeah, Brad, what's up? Who's your fun? Who? So we're gonna we're not gonna break down every fucking game because that's pointless. Because our our bracket will probably be entirely wrong after the first round of sixty four. <laughs> so, Brad, yeah. who is your prediction for the final four? Um. So I have Kansas. I have Arizona. Use uh, those are two number one seeds, and then I have UCLA as a four and Duke as a two. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. And then I have so, Kansas winning uh, against Duke in the national championship. And okay. my tiebreaker is eighty-one to eighty. All right, here's what I got. Final four. I got Texas Tech. Texas Tech. Fine. Baylor, Arizona, and Kansas. I had Wisconsin. So it's hang like, on, I've you have ba- so so you have Baylor, Baylor one seed. Oh, okay, Texas Tech three seed, Texas Arizona Tech. one seed, and I've 
right now my bracket has Wisconsin as a three seed, but I, that means they beat number one Kansas. That's easily like the biggest one I'm hung up on. Yeah, but yeah, that's hard. That's biggest, hard. Because here's the thing: my my philosophy with doing a bracket. Mm-hmm. How many players do you have that are going to go in the NBA lottery? So like a top six pick, top four, really. Yeah. How good is your defense? And uh, how good are you at three-pointers? Arizona, very good at those things. Baylor, very good at those things. Um, Wisconsin is also good at those things, and they have a guy that's going to go in the top 10 in the NBA draft. See, I think you're thinking about this too much from an NBA perspective. But you could be wrong. I could be totally wrong. That's a small thing. I also think Wisconsin's a good team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have been... Of the games I've watched, I've seen them more than I've seen Kansas. I know Kansas is a powerhouse. Okay. And they are very well could win it all. I'm surprised you didn't mention anything about... I have Texas Tech beating Gonzaga in the Elite Eight. And that's because I think Gonzaga... They don't play nobody. They don't play in a real conference. I want to see them go against some real competition, and I think that Texas Tech... You also have Texas Tech. You have to have Texas Tech beating Duke. Oh, no, you would have Texas Tech beating... You could Mm, have... We'll get to that. We'll get to that, but yes, Texas Tech has a... If if my bracket's correct, they have a very easy path. Yeah, right. Well, that's that's how it is for me with a couple teams like... um, like uh like Tennessee I think could get to a sweet 16 easily if Michigan wins this week this weekend um I think uh because Tennessee again like I don't know like it's just Tennessee is much better than Michigan is but I don't know if Michigan is better than Colorado I mean, State I is I don't know about I don't know about that <laughs> come on but they're um, good but I definitely think Michigan can beat the issue with Michigan is it depends on which version of Michigan comes to the game. That's the big issue is the consistently. I mean, they lost to UCF. They were better with their assistant coach than they were with their head coach. Okay. That's recency bias. You're right. I know. So, okay. I'll start out with this. Um, Yeah. So those are, that's my final four, Texas tech, Baylor, Arizona, Wisconsin, I think I'm going to switch out Wisconsin for Kansas. It just feels so lame to have three one seeds in there. But I'm going to do it. I'm going to put Kansas in. I still think Arizona beats Kansas. And then it's a Baylor-Arizona national championship where Arizona wins it all. Something else that I'm, 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 I'm trying to consider is what these teams, like where when they play, because it goes like back to back and back to back, right? On back to back weekends, like we got like mm. this weekend, we'll get two games. We'll get the round of sixty four and the round of thirty two. Then the next weekend, we'll get the Sweet Sixteen and we'll get the Elite Eight, and then we'll get the Final Four the following weekend. Um, but like I consider that because like it matters, right? Like I think that if a team, if say a good team plays a team that gives them fits, like I imagine that that might tire them out and that might affect how they play in their next game that they got to play next weekend. Or not next weekend, but that same weekend. Sure. You know what I, yeah, that's just something that I've tried to consider. Um, Like I have, like that was one of the reasons why I have, um, UCLA beating Kentucky in the elite in the elite eight. 
Because I have okay. UCL. Because I have UCLA beating Akron, and then Usla? yeah, and then well, I had them in the Final Four, but then I have Kentucky losing to UCLA, um, and then I have them. Oh, I do. I still have them in the Final Four. I had them in the national championship. Is what it was. Um, at one point, and then I was like, that's, that's too unreasonable. And I, something else I considered is that a number one seed almost always wins. So I try to pick a relatively high seed to win because like, oftentimes I feel like we try to, um, what is it like, uh, like, um, you, you fantasize about these Cinderella stories. You want these, these, these teams that like came out of nowhere. Like UCLA last year was one of those teams. Not so much this year. You would not be surprised if they did it. But last year, they yeah. were an 11 seed that played MSU in the play-in. You know, nobody thought. Like that would be the equivalent of like Indiana winning uh, or going to the Final Four this year. Because they got to play Wyoming, I think, tonight. And then... They play uh, yeah. SMC this week, which I have, which I, by the way, I have predicted that Indiana wins this game tonight and then loses to oh. St. Mary's. I mean, beat St. Mary's. <laughs> I got Wyoming. Do you, do you, okay. But like, do you have the play in team winning? Yeah, I do actually. Okay. So, I so that's the same. I feel like a lot of people picked the play in game, whoever wins the play in to beat St. Mary's. Like, I feel like people don't have like very much confidence in St. Mary's because they yeah, see the SMC. Like, they're like, like, who the hell is that? I like Wyoming uh, to win tonight, but if Indiana wins, I'm still picking Indiana to beat St. Mary's. Really? Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm right there with you. Cause like, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I root for the underdog and I think that's a case where the underdogs actually win. So what's your biggest upset my my biggest upset yeah i would probably based on mine i have a few upsets so oh, really? i have number seven michigan state beating duke and do i think this is going to happen no but my heart That's really plausible. wants it to i Obviously, I'm a Michigan fan, so I don't like Michigan State, but I hate Duke and I hate Coach K. <laughs> and I would love nothing more for Tom Izzo to retire his ass, send him home before he even gets to the Sweet 16. Oh, I hope, I hope Michigan State does it. They, I know, I know they're probably not going to, but a man can fucking dream. Okay. Yeah. And that, because I have Duke obviously going on, I have Michigan beating Davidson. But by the way, if Michigan State does lose to Davidson, Davidson's kind of sneaky. Just saying. Um, and then obviously Michigan State beats Duke, and that's what kind of opens up Texas Tech to get to the Final Four because I have Texas Tech who would meet Michigan State instead of Duke. Texas Tech beating them, and then they go on to face Gonzaga, um, who I think will be the get to the final or get to the Elite Eight. Um and then as far as like most of the rest of my bracket, I think is pretty straightforward. I'm not predicting any crazy upsets. I have Loyola Chicago beating Ohio State. I have Michigan beating Colorado State. It's technically an upset because based on seeding. But then I have both of those teams losing in the next round to the two and three seeds. I can't in good faith pick. I think Michigan will be good for the one game, beat Colorado State, and then they will be inconsistent in the next game, be a totally different team and get blown out by Tennessee. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, looking around, I have Iowa State upsetting LSU, uh, Miami upsetting USC. That's really it. I got Marquette, Marquette getting out of the first round at least. Love, love our my boys up in Marquette. I think they're, you know, I love a lot of people. Know a few people that went to school there. So, like I said, a lot of my bracket is based on this is a coin flip. I'll pick it for this random reason because it really is a flip of a coin um, with some of these matchups. But then, yeah, I have either Wyoming or Indiana to beat St. Mary's. I don't have either of them beating UCLA, but man, that would be fun. I do well, really hope though there is like a 14 seed, like Yale beats Purdue somehow. That and that awesome. and those are so hard to predict. Like you gotta again, like it's 13 basically and 14. And sorry, uh, three and 14s and four and 13s are they're fucking hard. Like it's not only one and two seeds are really gimmies anymore. And even right. those, obviously, there can be an upset. But everything after that, like, it's really not a gimme. Like, you you can, you can, any team can win in any week. It's obviously harder if you're a lower-end team to do that multiple weeks because, you know, you just need to win once for there to be this big upset. Well, but and Loyola Chicago is, like, they, um like, I have them going, where's Loyola? Um, I have them going to the Sweet 16, and losing to Tennessee just because like of Loyola's history with getting mm-hmm. going deep into tournaments, right? Like they, um, like so I you just have remember- a beating Villanova. Eh? Um, no, no. Oh yeah, yeah, I do. Yep. So I have Villanova beating hey, Delaware. You know what? Obviously. I hope you're right. Just cause it's fun. It's right. fun when the underdog wins, right? Like everyone likes the underdog story. So I love, like, I well, hope, I hope a 16 seed beats a one seed. I would lose my shit. It'd be awesome. Oh, you know, so I said this as I, as much as I want Tom Izzo to retire Duke, the only thing that could be better, even though it won't happen would be if CSU Fullerton, the 15 seed were to beat Duke. I would fucking, I, I wouldn't ask. I'd be so satisfied with sports for the year. Oh, it's really, it's nothing against Duke itself like i don't like know any duke fans so it's like i don't care i just hate right. coach k so right. it like sorry duke fans i want to shit on you <laughs> also you're not the real blue devils uh lawrence tech in michigan southfield michigan we're the real blue devils baby yeah you're pulling out your alma mater over duke i'd like to see lawrence tech in the in the ncaa tournament Dude, they're not even Division One. I know, I know. I don't well, know. They don't even well, I was gonna say like Oakland made it last year. They yeah, but Campy still can't fucking win in the. He's not won a tournament game. No, that's crazy. And he's made it. He's made it. He's just Sad. stealing money from that school. <laughs> um. So, I my upsets. My biggest one, I think, if I had to say. Because I'm not 100% sure. Um, I actually just changed um, my Alabama pick to losing in the first round. I think it depends. I'll probably switch this again, depending on who's... Yeah, I have Rutgers winning tonight, or tomorrow's when they play. I think they play tomorrow. I have Rutgers winning, and then, yeah, I have them beating Alabama. If if Rutgers wins, I feel like they have a better chance than Notre Dame does. Um, Agree. But I don't know that Rutgers beats Notre Dame, so... Um, but they play, they play tomorrow night. 
Um, so that's the first four game I'll be watching to like see about that. So that would also be like an upset. The biggest like real upset that I have though is probably um, New Mexico State beating Connecticut. I think. Um, I also have do, 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 all these. I feel like sometimes I don't have enough upsets. See, I'm the same way, but upsets are so hard to pick. Like, and they are. Like again, like I picked, uh, you know, technically again, Michigan to beat Colorado State. I picked, uh, you know, like well, you could almost you could. All of my upsets are very plausible. All of my upsets are plausible, and they're more likely in the first round than they are the the second and on. Right. I don't think I have any of my upsets getting out of the the. 32 the round of 32 so because Other well like like michigan state that's the only well because michigan state is a favorite to beat davidson and then that's my only upset there and then everything after that is just kind of stuff that makes sense well it, well even then though like think about it this way too because like you, like i don't know if michigan state like if you would consider them like an upset team you know what i mean like i'm thinking like 10 seed or lower like beating a five seed or higher you know like if the seating is five or more apart then yeah it's an upset but like you can't really it's hard to do that with a seven seed just because you know stuff like that but i don't know that michigan is an upset team you know like if they beat colorado state even though the length is five seeds i don't know that that's an upset like, I think right. that Michigan, at its best, can be a team that beats Colorado State, and I think that that's why they were put in that round. But I still don't – I don't think that they get out of the round of 32. Um, my biggest upset, if you want to go, like, seeding-wise, though, is probably Loyola beating Villanova. But I still think it's a lot more plausible than people realize. I also have um, – Indiana beating St. Mary's is the big one. And then um, Iowa State, I have losing to Kansas. I don't know if I mentioned that already, but Iowa State I have in the Sweet 16. But that means that they have to get, or I'm sorry, Elite Eight. Um, Or Sweet 16. Is it Sweet? No. No, it is Elite Eight. It is Elite Eight. Sorry. I'm like trying to follow this. Yeah. Um, So that means that Iowa State would beat LSU in the first round as an 11 seed. Iowa State would then beat Wisconsin, and then they would beat USC, and then they would lose. Then they would lose to Kansas. But they don't have to beat any team seated higher. Well, Wisconsin's a three, so there you go. But LSU's a yeah. six, and USC's a seven. So it's not like that is not you know unheard of. But any team could make a big run. And I don't know, yeah. Iowa State, I don't know, they might. I mean, Loyola Chicago was kind of the Cinderella last year. Um, right. Or, or two years ago. Um, that was the year Michigan, or was like, actually, no, that was a couple years ago. That was the year Michigan went to the, the national title and lost to Villanova, I think. Right. Maybe it was Gonzaga. It was one of the, the Blue Bloods, but yeah. Well, and like, and I feel like, in my opinion, if there's any team that's like ranked low that is going to make a run at all, it's Iowa State. Um, 
particularly because of their defense. And I like, because teams are better defensively. Like, if a team is going to win a game, it's going to be defensively. Like, better teams thrive on offense. Like, if they can beat you offensively, like good teams, because they're already probably sufficient enough on defense that they can win any game. But if they are, but if a, a team gives issues like say 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 duke or kansas like these elite programs like they have are thrown issues by teams just because of their de defense you know so there is i mean i would not be surprised if iowa state goes out and beats kansas for, for per se you know like winning five games in a row is a lot to do and asking well four games even and, and asking kansas to do that is is sort of a lot so again like i just think that um, like def defense is going to win uh, bigger games than uh, than more often than not. By the way, just a little side note. Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking because the Red Wings play in ten minutes. I'm looking at the fucking projected lines because Fabry's out with a torn ACL and Bertuzzi. They're in Canada, so Bertuzzi's not playing. And I'm oh, looking good. at the projected lines for the Detroit Red Wings, and Giovanni Smith is on the second line. He's a fourth line forward on a bad team, let alone a second line forward right now. Yikes. If with with Grice in net, if you are a betting man, like if we 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 were not doing the betting segment for the time being, but if there was a betting segment, I'm hammering the over on this game cuz if the Wings are not they're going to score like one goal and the Oilers are going to score 10. Oh my God! I need to pull up Fanduel. I in place in place a bet. Jesus Christ! Hammer the over. Twenty-one. God. Yeah. Someone else. Anyway, sorry. I just needed to get that off my chest because I'm like, what are we doing? Here? I might. Well, no. I might go ahead and do that. That's a good idea. Sprinkle a little. Sprinkle <laughs> something, something we got a wedding to pay Make for. Yourself. Yeah. No shit. Well. So the over under right now is six and a half. I fucking take the over. Most hockey <laughs> games are. Yeah. But like that just oh, six and a half. That's seven goals. That is a lot. You just See, need like, a four, this, three they'll, game. They'll, they'll you somehow, just need a four, somehow, three game. They'll somehow like, they'll somehow shut out the fucking, they'll somehow shut them out. Yeah, like sure. the wings will like they'll they'll like this will actually be the key to unlocking their success. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. You know, but, the game I mean, is only a one on and it, a half. But here's the thing: if I put ten bucks on it and lost ten bucks, but it means the wings, knowing my luck, it would the wings would lose like four nothing, and so I'd lose my money, and it wouldn't even. I would. Sometimes I feel like a bet's not worth it if I'm not getting uh, if I'm not getting like. 100% of my money back not back but I mean like yeah, on top of like what I'm getting you know like like if I put 10 bucks in I want 20 bucks out of the bet yeah you want at least your your money right you want to double up right I do yeah I want yeah I do but it, but if I bet 10 bucks I get 943 if I bet 100 bucks I get 94 dollars hmm very interesting yeah pay my phone bill win 100 bucks Lose a hundred bucks, don't know. <laughs> but uh, there's a reason I don't bet. It's uh, anyway. It, you know. So back to the tourney. I I think, I think our real Cinderella 
is going to be like the, the if I had to pick a team like that is wrong on my sheet that becomes the Cinderella I I have a couple Davidson could be if they beat Michigan State they could be a Cinderella team Loyola could be because I think they could beat Villanova and like I don't yeah I think that's really it like maybe Murray State but there are seven seats like they don't really view that as a Cinderella and like, Who is okay, Murray State maybe even maybe even Wyoming Indiana or Indiana whichever one gets in especially if it's Indiana I could see that if, for me they're like if they make a sweet 16 that's a really good tourney for them so that means they won two games. Yeah, I um well, and I was looking at the stats too, and like it's so much easier for a low seed to get in to the final four than it is to actually win it. Yeah. You know, and sometimes you just get a good path. Well, and sometimes like so, like, you know, someone knocks out a two seed for you, and then you right. have an easier matchup because of it. Well, and a lot of that too is based is be and and they set it up that way. Um the the turn the tournament committee does because when yep. they when they obviously set up the committee, they want like every they want every yeah, they, everything they to be reseed. fair. They don't succeed. No, but they do which, it in a way that they 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 want to be the fairest possible. So like if you have a really strong one seed in um your like whatever like you're they're gonna put up like try to put like the strongest 16 seed you know what i mean yeah. like sort of thing like they'll try to set it up in a way where Cause the bracket the is even they throughout know, they know what's good for business and that's having competitive games and making people you know well and that's why you're gonna see like a team like ucla make the final four but that like they might have been in the worst bracket that season, but then they go on and actually face like a number one seed and then they get blown out, you know, sort of thing. And to, I think it's around 60 something percent of uh, tournaments are won by number one seeds. So it's uh, it's certainly something that I've always kept in mind. But at the same time, it almost leaves you way o- open to like uh to like upsets, I'm just really aching to get a bracket that actually has successes here. Because yep. all every year I'm like, ah, sucks. Like after the yeah. second week, I'm like, ah. But yeah. Ah, uh, well, Michigan is the fun thing, though. I will be, I will be so pissed if Michigan goes farther than Michigan State does. Why? <laughs> Well, I won't be pissed. Michigan, just... Michigan is the more talented team. Eh, sort of. Both teams are like, I still don't know what they are, and the whole season is over. No, Michigan has a more talented roster, but they're more they're poorly coached, whereas Michigan State, I would sorry, their, their big issue is they don't have any, none of their guys have stepped up to be like a leader on that team. And Izzo has said so himself. That is like the big issue. He's like, I got seniors on this team that aren't playing like seniors in that they're not being the team leaders I need them to be. And that's been their big issue. Whereas Michigan, the other thing is Michigan has a non-negotiable in Hunter Dickinson. Well, that, I think that like, like it, that outside stuff, of you know, Dickinson like and Baylor, who's because Baylor has bigs. Who's that other guy Dickinson and uh, 
God, um, Diabati or Diabate? Diabate. Diabate. That, so outside of them, like, I don't know. Like, I'm like, I don't know who they have. I'm not saying, listen, I'm not saying they're extremely talented, but like, who's Michigan State? No, but State? I'm saying that Michigan State has more of a, um, like, they are, I don't want to say more talented, but I feel like they have higher potential. Like, they're, like, but they like, have. Marcus Bingham is like, an actual liability other than like the last couple games in the tourney he's been a liability all year well and i've i felt the same way about like malik hall malik hall could turns the ball over every chance he gets right and it pisses me off but <laughs> at the end of the day i think you and i both know brad neither of our teams are getting out of the the first weekend i think we're gonna both agree there but well i would be yeah. shocked if either one of them makes it to the sweet 16 it's yeah and it's it's hard to say because like i don't know what tennessee is state to do it i don't think it's gonna happen no i don't think that no and and as much as you want to um like want msu to beat duke or duke to lose at all um it's very hard to like again unless unless um duke loses in the round of 64 which i don't foresee happening um no you know and a lot of people want to see well, a lot of people want to see North Carolina, who's an eight seed in the same bracket. No, not in the same bracket. I'm sorry. Um, you scroll up. Yeah, so a lot of people want to see North Carolina and Duke in the Final Four, um, which I have North Carolina losing in the first weekend to Marquette, or in the first, uh, in the first round. So I don't think that's going to happen either. Right. You know, all I want to see is all of the one and two seeds losing and just have chaos from there. Is that so much to ask? Yeah, a tournament without <laughs> Kansas, Gonzaga, Arizona, and um, and Baylor. That would be it's very enticing. Baylor I'm not sure about because I'm pretty sure they have injuries, but I don't know how if they're fixed yet. Right. You know what I mean? Like they have um, – they, it's, it's impressive that they got the one seed because they lost their star center – they lost um, for the season, but um, but they have more quad one wins than any other team in the country, which is crazy. So they <laughs> honestly, maybe uh, may you know maybe Baylor that'll if if I had to pick a game that I am one hundred percent gonna get wrong, it is definitely Baylor Marquette. It is definitely that game. But I'll know by by next week, so you know we'll see. Yep, we will see. Oh, well, Brad, it's the most exciting couple, and I think this first weekend is probably the most exciting one because there is so much basketball, and there's yeah. so many games, and so much crazy shit can happen. The, I'm very much excited and looking forward to it. And the I think, fun thing uh, is that March is like my least favorite month just because of where we live. Um, but college but basketball makes it, it so much Because of the weather, right? Because of the weather? Well, yeah. So, like, well, A, I yeah, don't like St. Patrick's just... Day. I just think, I just, it's, it's, to me, it's the most annoying holiday. Um, That's totally understandable. I agree with you. It's a, um, it's a drinking holiday. It is, it is, yeah. And I, I just, and I just, I grew up in a family that drinks, and I just don't like understand it. But, um, but, uh, oh, um, oh, the weather here is bad. Like you think you one weekend it'll be like seventy. I think it's supposed to be 
you know, coming up close to like 50s, 60s, etc. Um, and then it, all of a sudden it'll be like snowy in 20. You know, like last year the Tigers yeah. were playing baseball in April and it, in a snowstorm. So. Good news is at least for the next like 10 days, we're supposed to be in the in like the 40s and up. Like we're going to be 68 degrees on Thursday. I'm going to go swimming. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go swimming. Okay, no. Nope. So not um, on, in in an indoor pool, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. We on our last vacation, we got a hotel with a uh, with a pool and did not use it. So I can imagine. You know, is uh, real quick. I feel is, like is Lucas Ray? Isn't yeah. he a defenseman? Lucas Raymond. No, he's a forward. He is. Really? Yes, he is. A, he's a forward. He's a winger. Maybe I got him mixed up with uh, Cider. Him and Cider. Him, the is, two is I get, I get confused all the time because um, all you have to do is look at their look at their stats. <laughs> and, like Raymond <laughs> yeah. has, Raymond has forty five points with eighteen goals, mm. and Cider has forty one points but only five goals. Mm. Cider has thirty six assists. Right. Right, right, because he's a defenseman. Because he's a defenseman, yeah. Right, so he, right, that makes sense. You don't need a lot of goals from your... You, you don't expect a lot from your defenseman, at least... No, like Five no, goals for a rookie defenseman and 36 assists, which means he's he is actively helping you score goals. Yeah, he's he setting them up, right. Like, because yeah. didn't he have and, the um the pad... Or was that Raymond? The pad... Uh, oh, the here we pad. go. Rookie, rookie ranks. They're pulling it up on Bally right now. Cider is first in every category among rookie defensemen. Raymond is second in 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 every category of rookie forwards. That includes goals, assists, points, power play points, and shots. And Love then Cider is number one in time of ice. Perfect. And Simon and Raymond, or Cider and Raymond, are both ranked one and two on NHL.com's Calder race. So. It, it it'll probably be cider unless he like really Dies. falls off a cliff. It, it's gonna <laughs> yeah. be cider. Yeah, I get you. I get yeah, you. Yeah, like because like don't wrong. Raymond's great, but I don't even think it. I think it needs to be. It's Mo. Like right. the things he's doing as a twenty-year-old defenseman are just, Im, like it's impossibly good. Right. He is our favorite son. Anyway. Brad, are we, shall we wrap this up? And we so should absolutely. And uh, you know, we've we've broken it down. Um, yeah, next week uh, we'll see what happened in the first weekend of March Madness. We're probably both going to be disappointed in our teams because they are just that disappointing. And um, you know, we'll see if any other craziness happens in MLB or in NFL free agency. Hopefully, the Tigers do something. <laughs> Sign a pitcher, please, for the love yeah, of God. Yeah, I know. God. But we will see. Um, but until then, uh, Brad, it's good talking to you, my friend. Always a pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Uh, please be very smart, very careful, and good luck on all the bets you're going to place this weekend for March Madness. Uh, don't forget to be kind to each other. And as always make those free throws especially this weekend it's march madness make those free throws all right we'll see you guys